Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Media. Fuck it, we ball. All right. Yeah, fuck it, we ball. Welcome to It Could Happen Here. We have a pretty sizable panel today. I'm Garrison Davis. I have been forced to watch many hours of Daily Wire Plus exclusive programming at gunpoint. Uh-huh. My uh, co-hosts, m- mostly Robert Evans. Uh-huh. Uh, we are joined by Mia Wong. I was not involved in the kidnapping. I want this on the record. We have a sports consultant, James Stout. Hello. Hi, I'm, I'm here to talk about sports. That's right. And we have our resident a subject matter expert in basketball, Sophie Ray Lichterman. Mm-hmm. I'm so afraid. <laughs> I'm so afraid. <laughs> so how, how many of you have seen at least the trailer for Lady Ballers? Because I'm assuming I'm the only one that's actually watched this movie. I tried to watch through the trailer of Lady Ballers, and then I had a realization that my time on this earth is finite and precious, and so instead I went and looked at a cloud. Okay. Anyone else? I saw part of the trailer. Do do we yeah. want to watch a one-minute trailer? Yes. Absolutely. No. Yep, sure. <laughs> I haven't taken on enough trauma this week. Let's watch a, a, a one-minute trailer, Gare. Okay. Time to get black-pilled. Let's do it. I'm going to subject uh, the panel here to the Lady Ballers trailer, which then you will hear their reaction to afterwards. Jesus Christ. So All this right. was mostly an excuse for them to, like, slow-mo video of hitting women, right? Yes. That was, that was the primary Harrison. reason for doing this? Yeah. I didn't need to see that whole thing. That was really no, deeply it's, upsetting. This is, the reason why I wanted to actually show you is because... I'll never get that minute back, is what yeah. I'm saying. It's not even, it's not even like... It's not even like offensive or triggering. It's just, it's just poorly made. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, ju- it's just not very good. And b- before we continue, I, I want to actually talk about why we're talking about this. Because you know, w- whenever I say to my friends, "Hey, do you want to come over and watch Lady Ballers?" Everyone's like, "Why would you do that?" And the reason <laughs> you said is, this a lot, Garrison. <laughs> I saw this twice. <laughs> the reason is, is because I think it is actually important to know what your enemy is up to. I, it, it's important to see what they think good media is. It's important to see how they are, they are trying to shape the world around them. And I, I think fiction gets a lot 
closer to the actual outlook these people have than sometimes their nonfiction stuff. Like that's yes. why Robert has done deep dives onto on uh, on Ben Shapiro's books on Behind the Bastards for years. Mm -hmm. the, whenever these guys get the opportunity to make their own complete world, when, whenever they get to play as God and create a thing that reflects their soul, it's a lot more uh, insightful than like a two hour podcast of them ranting. So th that's why I decided to actually put a lot of work into digging into this movie. So I, I have I have the structure of this episode split up into three parts. Can you stop sharing your screen? It's very distracting, yeah. the image. Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. fascinating to see what Garrison gets recommended. There is yeah. a screenshot of, like, all the, like, grab photos from a bunch well, of Daily Wire Plus <laughs> Unfortunately, Sophie, I do... I do have some slides to show the class. I, I'm sure you oh, do, no. but can you remove that one thing? <laughs> you know, Sophie, Sophie, just just to to bring this up, we have Garrison's address. We could swap them and put it into this. I'm not going to so answer. True. I'm not going to answer that on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, silence. <laughs> I have this episode structured into three parts. The first one, we're going to go into just a very basic overview of the plot, so we have an understanding of what this movie actually contains. Then we're going to go into the production of this movie because the actual behind-the-scenes development of this film is also incredibly insightful. And then finally, we're going to go into jokes and ideology because these two things go hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, both of them reveal more about how the other operates. So, first off, I, I, have, I have the title card for Lady Ballers here in the movie. It's, it's, not, it's not very good. And this movie was written, directed, produced, and is starring... The Daily Wire CEO Jeremy Boring. So this is like, this is a wait. This is all CEO? one guy. Yes, yeah. that is the CEO. That's <laughs> a film to have himself in. So what is sad man? We start He's in two thousand eight. He is he is incredibly boring, Sophie. Uh, excellent observation. He's incredibly boring <laughs> yeah. and tries to make himself look like Jordan Peterson as much as he possibly can, and it's quite disturbing. Well, Jordan Peterson is now his employee, so... My God. We start in 2008. Jeremy Boring has a horrendous Tony Stark goatee, which I'm currently showing showing the Jesus class on my slideshow. Oh, no, oh, dear. Oh, Jeremy. Dear. No, that's, that's a self-harm level of facial hair. Yeah, can yeah. we just zoom in on that? What's... What's happening here? Oh, Jeremy, no, you have to not do that. Uh, not good. Uh, why does it stop? Why is there a little break? Uh, that's uh, not good. Like I said, yeah, a, a horrible Tony Stark level goatee. Mm -hmm. uh, he is the coach of a high school basketball team who's about to lose the Tennessee State Championships. The coach gives an impassioned speech in the locker room that ends with the team chanting the coach's motto, quote, winners are just losers who win unquote you hear this line throughout the movie constantly winners are just losers who win this is this is a core part of how this movie operates what? uh now the team's able to pull it together in the second half and coach jeremy boring leads the team to victory becoming three-time state championships we then flash 15 years later coach jeremy is failing to keep the attention of the new generation who are too busy on their phones to learn basketball and is fired from his high school coaching job to make matters worse he's recently divorced and his wife's new boyfriend is a liberal who's brainwashing his daughter played by Matt Walsh, who I have a screen cap here as well. Okay, what the actual fuck? Do we know <laughs> the budget for this movie, by the way? Uh, not exactly, but it is not cheap. Based on how much they paid for casting, 
it, it yeah. is this cost multiple hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars i wouldn't be surprised if they put a few million into this yeah yeah so it, it's uh, we, very funny that part of the part of the uh, an integral part of the plot is someone being angry about being divorced and not at all telling. That is a huge part of this movie is big divorce energy, which actually will play into the ideology of the film as well. Uh, so we have Matt Walsh here in a wig with a man bun. Uh, he's wearing like a like a like like a burgundy button up dress, sitting on a manicured lawn with like rainbow flags and stuff. Anyway, so this is this is who Jeremy was cucked to. <laughs> Now, Jeremy gets a new job at a restaurant that happens to be drag-themed. Uh, there, no, there are no actual drag queens, just men in ugly wigs and poor-fitting clothing. Here he meets right. the former star point guard of his basketball team from 15 years ago. The coach enters his former player into a local track and field contest to win $5,000, but the men's events are full. Luckily, the former basketball player is still wearing his wig from the drag restaurant, and the woman- Why? Why is he still wearing this? What often drag queens doing? Going if we're going to continue this, you cannot question the screenwriting. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, good to yeah. know. Thank you. But the woman at the sign-up table is luckily covered in trans pride pins and mistakes the former basketball player for a trans woman and adds him to the woman's division. With a little convincing and some fake boobs, the coach gets the player to agree to compete in the women's division. The guy easily wins every event in the track and field match, as the women competitors just scowl at him. This attracts the attention of a local female reporter, the journalist character, who is weirdly horny for Jeremy Boring. Like, uncomfortably <laughs> horny for Jeremy Boring. Something that's like, oh, Jeremy, Jeremy, you wrote, directed, and started this. You, you created this whole scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. What What else would the the maid woman character do than be horny for Jeremy? Yeah. Boring? yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's why God so, made ladies. The journalist sees through the coach's scheme, but proposes that they team up to create a national news story by having trans women or pe people pretend to be trans women compete in the U.S. Open for the Global Games by exploiting <laughs> their new diversity and inclusion clause. Very what? funny that they think this is how. Yeah, it's not this a isn't real a real thing. thing. That's no, not this real. isn't a real thing. This is. And they real. don't understand how journalism happens. You don't. You don't create the story. Like, like oh, it, it's this very movie, funny. This movie despises journalists. Well, that is how they do. Yeah, what they yes, call it is. Yes. Very, it's very correct. They've revealed that they kind of didn't take journalism yeah. one hundred and one. No, the, the 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 whole point of the Daily Wire is literally creating news stories themselves. Like, uh, yeah, yes. Any, oh anyway. God, I've seen the next picture. But to play basketball once again, they first have to put the old team back together. First, they recruit two brothers who own a used car dealership. Then they travel to Michigan to find another teammate who is living Ted K style in the woods after being traumatized by an enemy team mascot as a teenager. None of this is explained. <sighs> they just they just wanted to do that trope. They just yes. they just want okay. <laughs> yep. yep. Needing one so more funny. team member, they recruit the desperately lonely gay-coded towel boy who now owns a mansion after selling his tech company. After learning about the coach's plan to play in the women's league, the team is initially upset, but after another impassioned speech about winning from the coach, the players agree to join the Lady Ballers. The coach's daughter stops by to explain the gender identity concepts to them that she learned in school, like how women can have beards, just like her art teacher in kindergarten. 
The Lady Ballers easily win their first basketball game and skyrocket into fame as the first all-trans women's basketball team. After their first taste of victory, they start competing in all women's sports, obviously dominating every single one. Because these, like, burnout old dudes are yes. going to be better than professional yeah. Every female athlete they ever. encounter. Yes. Right, yeah. Right. That's the, it's the, it's the joke about, like, I take the stage against Serena Williams, confident that being a man will allow me to beat her. Her pass yes. sails through my body <laughs> and I die instantly. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, this... This whole winning all of the sports section is conveyed through the classic cinematic technique of the montage, okay. which is just as bad as you can imagine. I have a clip from the montage here. Which is really a shame, given that the montage was invented famously by Soviet cinematographers. Is now is now being this was, used oh, for yeah, this. This was definitely a reference to this. Definitely, definitely reference to Soviet era film. Absolutely, Garrison, for sure, is for this sure. photo you're showing me fake Joe Biden sniffing this person? <laughs> Yes. It looks like he's sniffing little Jonathan Van Ness. So this is this is this is the gay coded towel boy. Oh. Uh, oh. who was invited to the White House's International w Women's oh Day. Oh my god. <laughs> and we have Joe oh, Biden stand, standing behind him sniffing oh his god. neck and and rubbing his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it's called well. The Washington Rag Magazine. Democracy dies in print. Very, very clever. Very, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, pun, really, yeah. really cutting, scything, which insightful. This, this so, is such a bummer, Garrison. After the Lady Ballers' wave of success, the coach's ex-wife confronts him about what he's doing and calls the Lady Ballers not real girls to the shock of her new woke boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. This is this is actually a really important scene now. The coach's daughter expresses to him that she wants to be a boy because she wants to be a winner and because, quote, boys are better at everything, unquote, which the coach denies. But he does admit that boys are better at all sports, as well as, quote, driving, parking, most of the stem fields, <laughs> rock and sake. roll and opening pickle jars, unquote. This is not played as a joke. This is played completely straight. <laughs> the coach then explains to his daughter that girls can be better at all sorts of things, like, quote, being nurturing, sensitive, empathetic, being better at doing lots of things at once, and caring for a lot of people at once, being better at communicating and building community, and they civilize men. It's the only reason we have a civilization. No women, no world, unquote. Which is a deeply revealing uh, line from Jeremy Boring. Yeah, I mean, that's how these, yeah. Yeah, he that's, then, that's how they see the world. God, he then explains that's so that's so boring. That's such a lame take. He then explains to his daughter that the main thing that women can do that men can't is give birth, and that's the special gift from God. The coach goes home after his talk with his daughter. The journalist is waiting for him there. He's expressing concern about men competing in women's sports, but she rants about how divorce is evil and threatens to cancel him if he doesn't cooperate. Garrison, what? Garrison, sorry. Why is only one person in this green cap wearing a wig? That's a great question, Sophie. That never gets, never gets explained. Um, Are you going to show us some montage? I'm very excited to for, see oh, it. I'm, I'm, like I'm not showing. No, I, I'm not showing okay. you my pirated, my pirated copy of Lady Fallers. I'm sorry. For reference, listeners, there's like a screen cap from the movie, and it's the entire basketball team, and all, uh, all, all the men are 
not wearing wigs except one guy. This is actually a different basketball team, which oh, I will I, I, I will get to. Why is one person wearing a wig? Let 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 me yeah. get to it. Okay. Other people get so, to get to it. This is this is very carefully structured plot, Sophie. You you got to understand the the genius of Jeremy Boring's scripting requires time to digest. So the Lady Ballers arrive at their final qualifying game, but instead of finding a women's basketball team to play against, the opposing team, the Cowgirls is now suddenly all made up of extremely large black men accompanied by this God. female journalist. The Lady Ballers get absolutely smoked during the first half, but during halftime, the coach has a change of heart. He tells the team to man up and forfeit all of their previous qualifying wins because they don't want their legacy to be erasing women from women's sports. Jesus Christ. So this this is the opposing team made up of I, I think it's just it's it's some college basketball team in Nashville and oh yeah only one of them's wearing a wig it's 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 all it's 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 played off as a joke it's it is all kind of racist shocking uh, the female journalist tries to assassinate Jeremy Boring <laughs> with a sniper <laughs> rifle but misses because the coach happens to lean down to pick up a penny what oh, great yeah uh, normal totally a normal thing. I mean, this 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 makes this the, this is the second piece of media release in the last few months where the lesson is always take a second shot. This is also the plot of Marvel's Echo. <laughs> always the journalist needed to shot. stay at it. The journalist yeah. got close. Yeah, aim <laughs> sent to match. It, 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 it should have been fine. Um, then suddenly, the first player to join the Lady Ballers comes out to the coach that they actually feel like a woman, but the coach convinces them that they are delusional. And then assaults them in the genitals and walks away. What the? F <laughs> Why? Sorry, the next screen cap. <laughs> Why are they like this? Every screen cap just gets worse and worse. Yeah. That is a child. Yeah. Right before the second half of the game starts, the coach replaces the lady ballers with his daughter and her friends. The other team then Why? helps the little. Yeah, because, that's a thing you because, can do in sports. Because, because they, they don't want their legacy to be replacing women in women's sports, so instead they instead the coach uses his daughter and her friends uh, to be like, look, women play, girls playing sports. It, 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 it doesn't make very much sense. But the other team helps the little girls play the game, but just, they ultimately uh, crush the little girls 418 to 6. <laughs> and this is played off as like a funny, a funny bit. We cut to nine months later. The brothers' used car dealership is now also a kids' sports center where the coach is now teaching. And he has changed his motto to, quote, Winners are just losers who do what's right, unquote. What? That's not true. <gasps> what? This, 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 this is the real ending of the movie, but... but <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. within the context of the movie. No. Um, yeah. That's but, nonsense. Yeah. Now, no, this is, I, no this we're is, not moving past that. What the fuck? That's... that's Nothing. I'm I love so that they have angry. This fucking tagline, and they didn't take any time to make it even even coherent. Like it, winners are just losers who do what's right because because the lady ballers are the real winners because they admitted to losing at sports to do what's lost, right, which though. is to not lie about being women. That I, I think that's what they're trying to say, but it doesn't make very much sense. It's all very convoluted. 
Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, my, my high school basketball coach told me to cry on the inside like a winner after my shoulder popped out of its socket. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> but, that's, but that's just good advice, Sophie. That's I what know, I tell I everybody on the team. I like yeah. a winner yeah. most days. When Garrison started getting traumatized by the Daily Wire, that's what I told them. <laughs> yeah. My high school rugby coach just relocated my shoulder for me and told me to get mm-hmm. on with it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that we both have shoulder trauma. This screen cap is just, wow. Sorry, Garrett, yeah. please continue. So after this, what's played off as like a heartwarming ending, we cut away to a car parked from across the street, looking at the kids playing basketball. Ominous music starts playing. It's Matt Walsh's character holding a long lens camera, taking pictures of the scene. He takes his man bun wig off and Matt Walsh says, quote, another sweet daddy Walsh adventure comes to a satisfying conclusion. The camera zooms back to reveal Candace Owens sitting in the passenger seat. She remarks, I don't understand how you did anything to help make this situation any better. To which Walsh replies, don't you? And then starts doing the most forced, unconvincing, maniacal laughter I've ever heard. The camera pans down to the car's headlights and we cut to credits and the most Sonic the Hedgehog ass butt rock plays as the film closes. (laughs) So... There's, this is played as a reveal what? that Matt Walsh's character was actually secretly Matt Walsh, who was manipulating this whole situation to show people that trans women in sports is bad. That's what they're trying to play off as the twist ending. That this was all a quote unquote daddy Walsh adventure. We do have a post credit. He, he actually said, he actually yes. literally said another sweet daddy Walsh. Adv- w- yes. Was the phrase daddy Walsh used at any point previously in the movie? No, because okay. Pr- okay. previously Walsh Good. was playing this great. liberal boyfriend, but we right. now reveal that was mm-hmm. all that that was all part of his scheme. This was all part of Matt Walsh's scheme, yeah. actually. To, Garrison, to, I'm to, I'm yeah. going to need you to cut the audio uh, for another sweet daddy Walsh adventure because I think that will be something we can use a lot. That's here. fair. That's fair. I will, I will. I yeah. will. I will add that here. Another sweet daddy Walsh adventure comes to a satisfying conclusion. What are you talking about? I don't understand how anything you did helped to make this situation better. Don't you? <laughs> but we do have a post credit scene. Um, in the post credit scene, we see the basketball player that came out as trans to the coach in the climax of the film in conversion therapy, talking about their childhood to none other than Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. Oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> Garrison. Great. So mm-hmm. why why are you doing this to us? I'll say yeah. this: it sounds like a movie. Yeah. Does it? Does it really? Not a very good one. Yeah, not a good one. But, no. you, but a movie. Do you know what is really good for all of us? Ad break. Taking, I think, taking a quick ad break to digest yeah. and <laughs> think about what we've all just experienced. I kind of just want to rather scream not. into the void, but yeah. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling 
is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Harrison. Wasn't that a fun, a fun recap of the Daily Wire's hit new movie, Lady Ballers, streaming exclusively on the Daily Wire Plus. So let's go into the actual production of this thing, because this is also deeply revealing. So the Daily Wire has a sports podcast called Crane and Company, hosted by two brothers who claim to be former athletes. Uh, a few years back, Ben Shapiro approached them with the idea of making a documentary about them trying to join some women's sports leagues. This idea, however, was quickly abandoned due to the obvious fact that women's sport leagues don't allow men, and the Daily Wire hosts apparently did not want to go through the process of transitioning and the years of hormone Damn, was necessary <laughs> to qualify for women's sports for a documentary that would exclusively stream on the Daily Wire Plus. Man, it, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have respected it if that had if that had been what they did, though. That that would have been right, a yeah. different different thing. I yeah. will actually uh, insert this clip here just because it's mm -hmm. really useful to hear them say this because they just admit the quiet part out loud here. So you approached me and you said we should make a fictional film about this topic. Now, to be fair, I think I'd actually suggested to the Crane Boys that they do this as a doc. Yes. I, I originally went to them and I said, you guys should like go try out for a bunch of ladies' leagues. And that became not possible because, as it turns out, most ladies' leagues don't allow in actual Birds. men. Men, and uh, they weren't willing to go the full distance <laughs> in terms of what it would require in order to, you know, the actual hormone treatments and everything to play in some of the ladies' leagues. But in any case, it turned into this. So there we go. The, <laughs> we a, very clear, so a very clear admission from Ben Shapiro that this entire premise is fake, that this premise could never work. And <laughs> so after disproving their own premise, what's left to do? Well, 
The CEO of The Daily Wire and failed Hollywood producer Jeremy Boring wanted to take this idea from Ben and just do it as a fictional movie, because fiction's arguably more powerful than reality. So, for his directorial debut, Jeremy wanted to make something reminiscent of early 2000s comedies, and he has frequently referenced Dodgeball as a uh, big inspiration yes. for this movie. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Which is yeah. it? Which, to be fair, is an insult to Dodgeball. No, that's a that's an actual movie. Yeah, um, and contains some genuinely funny scenes. Yeah, and, and some, like, some characters. Yeah. I think a script. Like Vince yes. Vaughn actually is a conservative, but he's also an actor. <laughs> I think Boring is definitely stuck in the early 2000s as culture because that is when he tried to break into Hollywood. So that's kind of what his idea of what movies are is very much is trapped in in the early early 2000s. He has a he has a quote from that interview with Ben Shapiro. Quote: There's not been a true comedy made since Barack Obama became president. Obama destroyed three things: comedy, rock and roll, and America. Other than that, he was an average president. Unquote. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That, that, <laughs> Obama that, just that doing is, drone strikes on yeah, every fucking rock uh, band. That, that's god. it. Yeah. That's why he took a predator drone to Leonard Skinner's house. Oh, if only. If only. Boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Boring also remarked, quote. It became impossible to tell a joke in the Obama administration because Obama made a pact with culture shapers that they should change the fundamental understanding of themselves, unquote. And he's talking about how comedy became a, 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 a way to, to progress social change instead of a way to point out the absurdity in the world. So Jeremy decided to move forward with the production of Lady Ballers in mid-March of 2023, which if you are good at math, you'll realize is less than a year than uh, when it came out. <laughs> the script for Lady Ballers was written in just two weeks. Sounds right, yep. Well, that I, that I, that I absolutely believe. Mm-hmm. Did they use chat GBT? Uh, it's, it, it is, it is, it is possible. <laughs> the entire production had to be very rushed since Jeremy needed to be in Hungary in the beginning of July to shoot the Daily Wire's <laughs> new fantasy miniseries. But Jeremy says the biggest production hurdle wasn't budgetary or the very tight pre-production and shooting schedule. It was the casting process. Every single actor they approached for every single role, <laughs> that, is, that is a direct quote, said no. Even the conservative actors who have said that they want to work with The Daily Wire have already worked with The Daily Wire. Even, even canceled actors declined <laughs> after hearing the pitch for Lady Ballers. Man. <laughs> Which isn't surprising, because the movie's not very good. Yeah. So, instead of hiring actual actors, they just decided to use Daily Wire employees. Love this. Obviously, mm-hmm. writer, director, and Daily Wire CEO Jeremy Boring stars as Coach Rob. Um, I'm refusing to call him that. I'm just going to call him Coach Jeremy, because that's who he is. The three hosts of the sports podcast, The Crane and Company, are three of the Lady Ballers. Uh, Matt Walsh plays the hippie husband of Coach Rob. And you Coach said they claim to ha- have been like athlete, like like yeah, high school or college athletes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a different thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine Ben Shapiro was used as a football, but that's, <laughs> that's as close as they get. Ben Shapiro was the one on top of the uh, the cheerleading tower. He's a little guy. He'd have been good at it. Yeah, we have we have uh, Matt Walsh playing the hippie woke husband. 
Daily Wire hosts Michael Knowles and Brett Cooper, both of whom are failed actors, play newscasters. Then we have Daily Wire hosts Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, Andrew Clavin, and Jordan Peterson all have cameo roles. So I was able to excitedly point out all 11 Daily Wire employees to my friend as I forced them to watch this with me. Like, are you still friends? <laughs> Sophie, Robert. can we, we have mental health care through the company, right? Yeah. We might need to get a 5150 on Garrison just for a couple of, couple of, couple of three day cycles. So they clear clear this out of their heads. I was actually disassociating and thinking about um, how uh, one day I hope to cast all of us in a basketball movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, hell yeah. You mean the movie about the yeah. actual time that I, I outshot LeBron James? Sure. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've seen Robert send a pool ball at about head height across a crowded yeah. bar once. Uh, I'm sure it would be very similar. That was just a brief demonstration of my power, James. Yeah, now you really dunked that pool ball. I mean, uh, incredible this is, to see. I, I thought the worst ba- basketball movie I saw was the one on Disney Channel where they had two twins that were basketball players, but they weren't actually twins and they looked nothing alike. And it was just really, really poor production and bad. But this, this, this is it. I thought the worst basketball movie I've seen was Space Jam 2, but this, mm-hmm. you this loved, now... No, 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 you <laughs> loved that movie. You talked about that movie for so long. It's not a good movie, Sophie. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> so, Lady Ballers was shot in less than a month under the fake name yeah. Coach Miracle. Now, according to reporting God from the it. Nashville scene... Background actors and crew were misled about the production before signing on to the movie. Of course. Just being told it was a basketball comedy. The name The Daily Wire was hidden in the contracts, and extras had to sign NDAs. It appears the production company went by the name Bonfire Legend, which is also the production company going forward with The Daily Wire's fantasy miniseries and a few other upcoming projects. So be, uh, be on the watch for anything called Bonfire Legend if you're signing up to be a, a, a background extra for a movie in Nashville. <laughs> I was able to locate the online casting sheet for the movie, and it has this description. Quote, casting extras, kids, skilled sports. Sports is in parentheses, by the way. It, is, it, 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 it doesn't make sense as, as, as a sentence, but casting extras, kids, skilled sports, and background for a misfit team-inspired basketball comedy. Mis- misfit team yeah <laughs> sure yeah that's good so, god i found their uh i found their like uh their recruiting thing for the coach miracle project there's oh some, god there's some terrible shit in here i guess they seem to want to start it was supposed to be about t-ball initially well uh, there is there is there is a scene where oh when ah, I see. when the athletes start entering all of the women's divisions, they they do enter a T-ball uh, a contest as well. Um, right. that is that is that is during the montage. I guess they just couldn't give up that great idea. Despite the non-disclosure agreement, local background actors in Nashville did come out and warn people about the production once they figured out the Daily Wire's involvement and the movie's anti-trans messaging. One extra, a trans man who unwittingly signed on to the movie, said that Daily Wire fans from around the country traveled to Nashville to be in the film once they learned it was shooting in Tennessee. And according to background actors, certain props and costuming were hid on set to downplay the transphobia while shooting. Uh, after some extras voiced concerns and objections to props and signs, which read stuff like baller pride and various other kind of like 
trans-related jokes. To quote the Nashville scene, quote, During a break from filming, several actors voiced their objections and were quote-unquote screaming about the Daily Wire's involvement with the film before being escorted out of the building, unquote. Uh, Protests were held outside of filming locations for the duration of the shoot. These protests also served to inform unaware cast and crew about the movie's messaging. Filming was initially supposed to take place at Belmont University, but that got cancelled as the Daily Wire's deception regarding the production of the film was made public. So, good on everyone who was uh, coming out against this after they realized what was happening. Good on everyone for protesting. Disrupting these sorts of things, I think, is of vital importance. Um, at, at the very least, so that you can inform anyone who is signed on to this that of, of like what this actually is. Because, you know, if, if you're a trans person who signed up to be a background extra and you find yourself on a, uh, on a Daily Wire set, that is a very dangerous uh, place uh, to be. Mm-hmm. So that is extremely important. Uh, Ted Cruz, who was an aspiring actor, according to <laughs> according to according to Jeremy oh, Boring, uh, in uh, in his youth, was asked to do a cameo. Oh my God! Oh, that scans so much. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Every one of these fucking guys. All yeah. of them are all aspiring movie like directors. All, yeah, and wanted actors. to make it in Hollywood, but they can't because they don't have any talent. Yeah, yeah. aspiring need- is a generous. Failed would be a, a yeah, more, fa- guess, failed, <laughs> failed. We we need like a public works jobs program for these people or something to stop them from doing this stuff. Like ha- have them. I don't know. We need to integrate. We need to integrate Hollywood casting agents with a system of suicide booths, and we need to put a sign outside those suicide booths that says Marvel movie backlot casting or something like that. And when these people fail out, we just send them into the booth and tell them they got a great role. They're going to be the new Spider-Man or whatever. Probably describing Canadian Hollywood. For that. You are describing Canadian Hollywood. Um, after, after Ted Cruz shot his cameo, he beat Jeremy Boring in a one-on-one basketball game. So that's a fun fact for you, Sophie. <laughs> that that, that would that be a, a comedy. Fun fact for me. <laughs> Because you love basketball. Yeah, but nobody needs... That. That's that's a real case of the stoppable force meeting the movable object. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do they have the, like, low hoops, do you think? You know, the ones for children who can't jump up to dunk on an yeah. adult size hoop yet? There is yeah. there's a really good line from Jeremy in an interview that we're discussing the, the production of this film. Um, after shooting a wrestling scene with a professional stuntwoman, Jeremy said that he was driving in his car on his way home and he thought to himself, quote... We're genuinely being terrible to women in the making of this movie, unquote. <laughs> Which is the most true thing he's ever said. Yeah, bro. But yeah. He, tried to, he tried to justify it by saying, this is actually happening in the actual world. Uh, referring to men injuring children and little girls in sports games. Which just isn't true. That, 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 no. just, that just isn't yeah. true. Grown men are not entering little league and assaulting little girls. That's just not happening. I really wish there was a video of the Ted Cruz basketball game because Ted Cruz has to have the ugliest jump shot that has ever existed. I don't think he can jump. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he definitely has like a he has he has a one foot vertical at least. I think. Yeah, but he definitely shoots like two hands and like jolty it's 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 weird how much jeremy in interviews has to like reassure himself that like this quote this movie is absurd but it's only as absurd as the real world unquote despite already admitting that the entire conceit of this movie that that men can fake being trans to just win all of women's sports is just divorced from reality it's not true like you this this doesn't happen 
And now I, I will do one one final quote from Jeremy that made me really upset before we take an, take an, another ad break, where he's talking about the uh, thematic similarities in this film. Quote, tonally, the film is a lot like Dodgeball, but <sighs> thematically, it's much less like Dodgeball. It's much more like the death of Stalin, unquote, what? which is an insult to a perfectly good God. movie. The death of Stalin slaps. The fact that Jeremy Boring is comparing his yeah. dog shit basketball movie to the death of Stalin starring Steve Buscemi, insulting. Yeah, you don't get to, you don't get you don't get to compare yourself to Armando Iannucci if you've never written a thing, yeah. which you didn't. This was not this is not writing. Deeply upsetting. I mean, I think the closest thing it, I can compare it to is the Disney Channel original movie Double Team, to where the twins were not actually twins, and the plot was bad. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and don't Google that. Double teamed. Let's have a capitalistic palate cleanser with these lovely products and services that support my Daily Wire Plus addiction. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Oh my God, Sophie's showing me the picture from the Disney Channel movie. It does not look good. No. 
I will say it does look slightly better than Lady no, Bali's, which isn't isn't yeah, saying yeah. much. Clearing Lifetime's the bar, which is better. lying on the ground. Lifetime's better. Definitely. Let's get into some of the jokes and the and the ideological underpinnings of this film. And I, I also just have a few other just random fun facts. Um, I, I have here saved the 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 font choice for the opening credits of this movie, which is not very good. If you if you look no, at the font not. for the Daily Wire Plus presents a Jeremy's movie, which That's is a, an, an, another title card is just a Jeremy's movie, which isn't how you do title cards for no. films, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. or sentences. No. We have just one minute into the film, there is a your mom incest joke uh, between two brothers. Right. <laughs> Every time you say something, it just fucking comes out of, out of nowhere. This is, there's actually a lot of incest jokes in this movie. What? Why? Immediately, we have like overexposed cinematography. The whites are clipping. It, it, it doesn't look good. We have this joke in the first few minutes with this gay-coded uh, uh, towel boy who's sniffing the sweaty towels from the other teammates. During the, during the opening credits montage, they put oh, this horrible film grain filter on this basketball footage. I have, I, I have, a, I have a, an example here. Just, it doesn't on. look good. It doesn't look good. What's happening here? Is that guy breakdancing? No, that's, that's, that's him doing a foul, I think. It's him um, doing a fucking Tim Robinson face. Yeah, he, yeah. he does kind of have a Tim Robinson face. Oh my god. Uh, and we all, also during the opening credits we have the great yeah. line introducing Jeremy Boring. Very fun. Uh we have a we have a kids and their damn phones joke with with Sure. With, oh, I'm certain. With phone notifications being used as a punchline during a a failed like impassioned speech. Uh, we have what was what was first a funny joke. We we have we have a stealing catalytic converter joke, which is immediately ruined. Ah, oh, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, come on! It's offensive to Robert. I I I will not stand for this. My culture is not a costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the catalytic converter joke is immediately ruined by turning racist by oh. having the one <laughs> black kid in the class drop his cordless reciprocating saw. The movie then acknowledges the racism by having the coach receive a phone call from his boss telling him that it's racist to tell teenage boys not to steal, which the coach justifies by saying the Bible says not to steal. In response, his boss fires him because you can't teach the Bible in school. Uh, so th that, God, I th wish it worked that like is that. How, th oh. That is how Coach Jeremy lo loses his job. When picking up his daughter from school, the teacher standing outside is inaudible because she was wearing like six COVID masks. One of which says, quote, we say gay. And then the teacher goes into a coughing fit because Jeremy does not have a catalytic converter. And Jeremy just tells her to smile and wear makeup. <laughs> uh, Jeremy asks his daughter what they learned at school today. And she says that they had a moment of silence for the workers exploited by the capitalistic system when learning about the Cold War. His eight-year-old daughter Please. also informs him in class <laughs> that a girl showed her her penis in the bathroom. Jeremy's upset at this, but his daughter accuses him of being transphobic and says, okay, boomer. Very, very, <laughs> this guy very, just, very uh, funny stuff. Airing uh, his grievances. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, su Jeremy suggests that he might move his daughter to a private school, to which his daughter replies, quote, 
private schools reinforce white patriarchal privilege, unquote. Based. Based child. <laughs> Based child destroys yeah, yeah. terrible A film dad. about how your children hate you and your divorce is just such a powerful daily wire A lot of the movie's jokes are just Jeremy Boring's fake daughter saying, like, accurate, like, academic level things, and that's just the joke, is that she's, like, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy has been cucked by a liberal hippie, played by Matt Walsh, as we've said, who refers to the coach as my lover's former lover, which, sure. which, is, which they play as an ongoing joke. And uh, liberal Matt Walsh talks about how he likes eating bugs and vaccines to stay healthy. This is, this is coded as a joke that vaccines keep you healthy. Walsh is not a great actor. Eating bugs and vaccines to keep healthy. Yeah, I did get that that right. All right, Mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. Now, Walsh is not a good actor. He is he is a black hole of charisma. He can he can really only do deadpan delivery. So watching him try to play like a sincere hippie leftist is just like uncanny. Uh, but Jeremy plays the most divorced man ever, which he pulls off fine. So, is he yeah. acting in that role, or is that you just know, him? I, I gotta give him credit, right? What you know, they say. In front of Matt Walsh's house, we have these like fake. We we have these fake yard signs, which I'm just gonna read. Quote: In this house, we believe crickets are delicious. Silence is violence. Speech is also violence. No one is illegal, but Europeans coming to America was bad. Guns Based. don't kill people. White people kill people. Also, Based. guns kill people. Also true. Also true. Trans <laughs> rights are human rights. Feelings don't care about your facts. Pride Month is every month. Social credit scores matter. In inclusive inclusion, the Earth is literally going to burst into flame any day. I like that he just kept one trans rights or human rights in there. He didn't yeah. even change that yeah. one. Couldn't and, think of a funny riff on it. He was then, just like, yeah, fuck human rights. No one is illegal, but Europeans coming to America was bad. <laughs> so true. So yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a more based yard side than the ones that like live people actually have. Yes. Yes. Like, you yes. could have just I, got I would a real put these one outside my house. <laughs> yeah. There was I a love very how funny variant. They are of the fact that like twelve people in this country eat cricket protein. Like it's yeah. it's it's such a they're such a scary. baby thing to be scared yeah. of. Like you all eat lobster. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on. I'm saying, like, you know, <sighs> yard signs could be improved, is what I'm saying. <laughs> they couldn't even get, like, a cab on there. Like, it seems like there are some really easy things to include. Yeah, they don't really have anything related to police in this movie at all. Well, so maybe that's at, them getting mad about J6. At the coach's new job at the drag themed restaurant, uh, Jeremy Boring has to, like, put on drag and then reflects on sexual harassment by saying, quote, I didn't know men could be so handsy. He then sexually assaults a female barkeep immediately after finishing that sentence, which I guess is like played as a joke. But he like he like <sighs> he like slaps a, a a female barkeep on on the butt after after reflecting on sexual harassment. When reflecting on his life since two thousand eight, the coach says, "Quote: I've stayed the same, and the world has changed. One day it's all about winning. The next day they want you to lead from behind. Don't be so mean to kids. Don't push them so hard. Don't make fun of losers." How are you supposed to win that way? Unquote. It's just an interesting look at Jeremy Boring saying like he is trapped in 2008 and the world has moved on, but he is still there, which I think is totally true. Him, Ben Shapiro, all of them are trapped in 2008 and the world has moved on and and they are unwilling to learn and grow and change as people. And this is just just a really interesting um, admission of that fact. 
I think there's an interesting thing here too with like the way that this 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 kind of like this I, this this has to do with also the like the why they're so obsessed with college campuses, but the way that they're like they're stuck in high school sports. Oh yeah, which is like this powerfully yeah. American thing. Like no one else yes. in the fucking world cares about high school sports. Like yeah, no one. I mean, re- real people don't care about any sports. Wrong. <laughs> Robert Evans no, is coming for the core of my existence. <laughs> Mia, like it is, it is like a reactionary nostalgia. Like, like, like yeah. it is, it, it is, it is a very like, like a hauntological reactionary conservative drive. I also want to point out that that laugh that Robert just did, the little evil laugh he just did, is mm-hmm. what they were trying to go for at the end of that movie and failed I know, to do I so. know. Look, look what they have to do to mimic a fraction of my power. Sure. Spending millions of dollars <laughs> on sure. a, whole a dog shit casket, dog shit basketball movie. Mm-hmm. So, like many of the Daily Wire's own staff, the 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 character of the former high school basketball player was also an aspiring actor, but wasn't able to succeed because, quote, it turns out white males of non-exotic sexualities is the only ethnic group not being cast by Hollywood these days, unquote. Yeah, man, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. a white guy in a movie in forever. Nope. <laughs> Just go to LA. No white dudes. I love that, like, one of the wokest movies of last year, the D&D movie, still had a white guy as the main character. Like, it, it's it, they're all over the place. Not to mention a white guy sports movie. Very uncommon. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. I just love the turn of phrase, non-exotic sexualities, and then referring to that <laughs> as an ethnic group. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, doesn't yeah what sense. makes a sexuality exotic? We then have a joke, quote, I heard Disney was going to make the new Snow White a neurodivergent black lesbian, unquote. Which is just Jeremy being mad about the new Snow White movie because he's trying to make his own Snow White movie. Oh, God. Yeah. that is it about cocaine? Uh, oh, no. probably. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Divorced dad on cocaine. It'll be, it'll be great. Abs- like absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate my kids and I love cocaine. That's the entire script. When referencing white men, Jeremy says, quote, it wasn't that long ago when we were champions, winners, unquote. Now, I mean, you, you you never were, Jeremy. Just learn how to cry <laughs> yeah, on the inside yeah, yeah. like a winner like the rest yeah. of us, Jeremy. Yeah, there's plenty of white men who are champions at various things, just not you, because you're a fundamentally disappointing person. Uh, yes. When the coach is fighting with the woman at the track and field sign-up table, the woman uh, threatens him with a taser and says, I will tase a white man. When the former basketball player runs up to check on the coach after he's tased, the woman says, holy crap, I tased an ally. After which, uh, uh, <laughs> after getting his player enlisted in the woman's division, Jeremy says, quote, I was happy we could get this worked out without, ha- without having to get social media involved. Oh my To which the woman at the sign-up table says, quote, please, I have a family and a queer dog. Very funny, very funny what stuff. The fuck. All right. What well, the yeah, yeah, yeah. you're really Great. upsetting me. Please. We con- then <laughs> continue. This is we have we have we have Jeremy saying lines like, "Do you know how much faster a man past his prime is than a female athlete?" And not not faster. Not man. Not like, I'm sorry. I have been. <laughs> sorry, this shit makes Wait, me so James, angry. James, we also have high school boys can run faster than world record female sprinters. Uncrawl. No, they can't. Man, <laughs> stop. Like, also for fuck, like, 
Just say you hate women. Just say you hate women. Say this hate. is this, yeah. Sophie, you are actually you are actually stumbling across the actual ideological core of this movie, which is just hating women. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Hating women, hating trans women, just being hateful. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. Racist, being bad at sexist. sport and wishing you didn't suck at everything you try and do. Yeah. They put they put a horrible digital video filter over all by, their fake by news the way, footage. The, the fastest female uh marathon runner, uh Tigist Asefa from uh Ethiopia did it in two hours and eleven minutes and yeah. fifty three seconds. I'm prepared to pay Ben Shapiro's entry. I would love you to throw some random high schoolers at that record and see if they can beat it. <laughs> I do I do yeah. hope that somewhere on the internet there is data of uh Ted Cruz's uh ath- athletic uh yeah. go, go ahead. I want to see Matt Walsh try yeah. to do a 2 hour and 11 minute marathon because his heart will explode. Yeah, like, wait, but also I want to know Ted Cruz's times from high school. That's got to be something yeah, on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of fucking yeah. track runner were you? Yeah. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, is... and, and they're they're right that like the fastest males are faster, but the the fastest male marathon is faster by like eight minutes, nine minutes. Well, and like, like <laughs> testosterone is a massive performance enhancing yes. drug. <laughs> yes, but it's not like the way they're saying we're like, well, any man could beat the best women. No, <laughs> very few people can do a two hour yes. and eleven minute marathon. Yeah, like even when I I spent most of my twenties being paid to exercise, I trained all the time with ladies who were yeah. also like paid to exercise. Right when we were when I was racing bikes, I trained with women who are pro racers all the time. Women who are very good at sports are just very fucking good at sports. Like, yes. like even men who are professional athletes are gonna be like on their level. Most professional athletes can't do a two-hour and eleven-minute marathon. Only like people who are really fucking good at marathon. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure like, I could lap this guy. That yeah, is, that is high school Ted Cruz. Ugh. Yeah, magnificent. Christ. So we have we have this reoccurring joke with these two newscasters played by two of the Daily Wire hosts. There, uh, throughout all of the news footage, there's a horrible, like fake, like digital video filter just overlaid on the footage. It looks really ugly. And the newscasters keep saying, brave and beautiful trans women, um, as if they're being forced at gunpoint to acknowledge uh, that trans women exist. There is a few Bud Light jokes in there. Uh, uh, We have a joke about Jeremy stealing most of the winnings from the track and field contest. When the journalist character is called out for transphobia by the coach, when she accuses the athlete of faking being a woman, uh, she responds by saying, quote, save it, I'm a journalist, I literally cannot be shamed. And then, and then says that you can only be a woman if you get menstrual cramps, which is really funny because this is this is actually one thing that happens if you go on HRT for long enough. You actually do start getting <laughs> menstrual cramps. So the, the, the actual line she has about only only real women have menstrual cramps is like one of the things that HRT actually does does give you, uh, which is just kind of funny. Yeah. I love the idea as well. Like before you uh, enter the women's basketball game, you have to like provide evidence of your menstrual cramps in order to uh, to be allowed to compete. You have to provide <laughs> empirical proof of cramping. Yeah. Yeah. The um, cramp inspector has arrived. The journalist also says, quote, men are stronger, faster, meaner. Soon all of the best women will be men. Cheating low-life men. <laughs> Uh, but after after the first meeting between the journalist and the coach, where they agree to work together, the journalist invites the coach home, and Jeremy gets femdommed. This is this is this is a reoccurring bit in the movie that Jeremy gets femdommed by this journalist. 
I'll believe but that. I have I have a screenshot here of Jeremy tied up in bed. <laughs> I'll believe Why? that. This, yeah, Jesus Christ. God. Yeah. Nah. That, when that trying scans. to put their old team back together, they learned that the one black guy from their old team was found dead with a hole in his head due to a laser from space. I, I think this is a Jewish what? space laser joke. Um, it's what? not explained what? or stressful. Why? Yeah, Why? wow. What? Is it wow. joking? Wow. They had like, like a that list. That what? what? I don't know. That's I can't horrifying. say, guys. What is the joke I, there? I, yeah. I have what? the same information you do here. I can't. I can't. <laughs> do they just feel like they have to tick the anti-Semitism box? Is, they is needed the to circle back? Is just that a black man died? Is that literally the whole joke? I, I, I and he was pro he probably got killed from a from uh from a laser in space. And what? Why? That, that, that is all the joke is. That's yeah. odd. <gasps> okay. Uh, also, just yeah. looking at the screen cap of this photo, why is it decorated with like Urban Outfitters like lighting? Because she's a journalist. Oh. Yeah, except for you don't have a Urban Outfitters room in your house. <laughs> You, no. you didn't get no. one from the from the journalism union. No, I was I was not provided a neon love yeah. light. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I got one of those on on my return from Syria. Right, yeah, I got another one. The movie is full of stock footage and a lot of royalty free music. Um, and there was there was literally a Jeremy's Razors commercial shoved in the middle of the movie. <laughs> Alongside a whole bunch of other Daily Wire product placement, and mm. if you, if you didn't know, uh, Jeremy Boring started his own razor company after Harry's Razors dropped uh, their ads on the on the Daily Wire. So he started his own razor company. He also started his own chocolate company, both of which uh, have product placement in the film. But Jeremy's Razors has a whole like ad just edited into the middle of this movie. <laughs> I think this is, I think this is like a Wayne's World reference, but it's hard to say. Yeah, there that, is that. I, I I think you're right there. There is a rape whistle joke, just a joke saying that rape whistles exist, and that's the joke. And then when the coach's daughter explains gender theory to the Lady Ballers, we get a fantastic series of shots depicting a gender conspiracy board. Red string connecting terms on a whiteboard, such as demi-boy, demi-girl, para-boy, which I, I actually like para-boy. That one's pretty para good. Para-boy's good. Um, para-boy's mm -hmm. good. Is that when you're a boy with a parachute? Yes. LGBTQIA plus ABCDEFG, etc. Etc. We have the word panda as a term. I don't know what that means. F yeah, I've never heard of that uh, one. FTM, like MTF, AFAB, AMAB, other non-binary, pansexual, uh, saxosexual. Don't know what that is. Um, is they that have... someone who just fucks Anglo-Saxons? Because that's, or saxophones. That's Maybe they fuck saxophones. Okay, I've, I've, I finally found a type of homophobia that I approve of. They have yeah. saxosexuals <laughs> must be stopped. <laughs> At the center of the gender conspiracy board, they just have frogs, which is, I guess, an Alex Jones joke. Um, but here is a picture of the gender conspiracy board. Frog. Lots of the, right. lots of the red it. string on this board just connect nothing. It's, it's yeah. just red string yeah, connecting that's a, nothing. That's a bad conspiracy board. I've made not a good. lot in my life, and that one's yeah. not very good. This is so yeah. mid. No. Also, it's really yeah. lame to do it to make like a whiteboard your conspiracy board. Like, get cut out pictures and bits of like text and stuff from from printouts and and nail it to the wall. You know, like yeah, actually like go the extra mile. Basic ass whiteboard. It's that, that looks like something someone makes for a movie, not something a crazy person makes in the throes of paranoia. Mm -hmm. Like. Wow. Come on. So I, I'm, I'm just going to speed run the rest yeah, of these. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, the, the yeah, come on, hit me. We are we're getting we are getting a little long. Um, yes. When one player asks, "What is a woman?" Another responds by saying, "Just shave your legs. Tell each other how brave you are for things that require absolutely no physical courage, and don't be afraid to cry at work." Unquote. Yeah, all <laughs> things I do as as a cis het man actually. As, there you as, are. As, as I've established, cry on the insta like a winner.
There is a, a, a part of a part of their ongoing newscaster segment. They get increasingly more racist costumes after being forced to go on two weeks of sensitivity training. Michael Knowles' character learns that they are, quote, a raging scoliosexual and also one and 2048th percent uh, Dakota. Um, so he says, I know what it's like to overcome diversity. And then the, and then oh, the other newscaster says that her old name is her slave name. She is a white woman. These costumes only get more racist the more oh, the film God. Uh, Jesus goes Christ. on. As the lady ballers enter onto the court for the first time, all of the seats are empty because, quote, it's ladies basketball, boys. Nobody watches. <laughs> during God. during their first game. That's the, the thing, right? I just the, All these people who are suddenly so fucking concerned about women's sports manifestly do not give a fuck about women's sports. Correct. Like, Correct. You weren't no. there when the prize money was shit or when people were being sexually assaulted by their coaches. Like You don't give a fuck. It's just a vehicle for transphobia. And the, just a vehicle for transphobia and how much they hate women. During their first game, the Lady Ballers keep whispering in the ears of the players from the other team that they're lesbians, some of whom are revolted, oh some of whom are turned on by this. Referee right. Ben Shapiro, in a cameo role, says, oh, good. says, keep it clean, keep it tucked to, to the players as they start their first game. Um, the game is full of constant fouls as the male players just flagrantly assault the other team. The stands start to fill up the longer the game goes on, and someone in the audience says, this is great, it's just like watching men's basketball. This is, this is just a, a reoccurring bit, is that, like, all of the footage of basketball with, with, like, men versus women, it's just the men, like, assaulting women during playing and just, like, doing, like, fouls. Like, it, they're not actually playing basketball. They're just, like, punching women and stealing the ball, and, like, it, that's, that's how they play. Uh, one of the Lady Ballers feels a little guilty after winning their first game, uh, after seeing a woman on the other team cry. And then in the locker room, he says to the boys, quote, aren't we just using our innate strength and speed to wail on a bunch of girls in a competition where we wouldn't stand a chance against other men? But then he gets a notification that he got a brand sponsorship and then changes his mind. The other <laughs> Lady Ballers gets invited to Nike commercials and to speak at the White House on women's rights. The journalist calls this the virtue economy. <laughs> After their first win, the journalist is about to fuck Jeremy Boring in the locker room, but stops and says, the last thing I need is another abortion this year. And says, do you know what it's like to be a female field reporter in the 29th biggest media market? Which I don't understand how that relates to the abortion. It's not very funny. Here's a screenshot from the wrestling bit where you see, yeah, totally, a totally real uh, weight class distinction between <laughs> yeah, a guy yeah. who's like over 200 pounds and a, a woman who's like 140 pounds. Totally how sports works. Also, the guy doesn't look very familiar with the, the ways and means of wrestling. No. The two brothers uh, enter a woman's shower together and say, one small step for dudes, one giant leap for lesbians. The joke is that men are going to sexually assault women, I guess, which, again, is only more revealing about th how these guys think about women. Uh, yeah. During the victory montage, uh, almost all of the basketball gameplay is just the men assaulting women. We have lots of fouls and slow motion shots of like men's dicks and crotches colliding with the female players' faces. That's sure. That's a, most. That's most of the footage. Yeah, yeah, most of the footage that I'm sure boring watched over and over again in slow mo. We have uh, a lot of uh, dead naming jokes. We have one trans age joke about how the towel boy can now relive childhood as a girl and compete in girls' Little League Baseball, uh, in which he gives the eight-year-old pitcher a, a, a concussion. Uh, th there's a joke about how uh, girls have sex with each other at sleepovers, uh, which leads to an incest orgy. That's, that's just a reoccurring side plot, is this oh, yeah. incest orgy joke. Oh my god! 
Jeremy yeah. Boring says to his ex-wife when his ex-wife is complaining to him about all of his deception, he says, my former lover, the turf. Um, and that's that's played as a joke. Here's more of these increasingly racist costumes. Oh my god! From oh Michael Knowles and, and Brent oh Cooper. Oh, for fuck's sake! No, and fucking stop! Oh my god! What a, pretty what bad. The fuck. So yeah. Wow, Garrison. It didn't wow. even look right. It looks I'm like, like Coachella. I'm so embarrassed for these people. Yeah. yeah, they don't look like they're having fun. They just no. Like, uh, anyway, uh, I have I have a few more of the incest jokes written down, but I don't think I need to read them. Yeah, the yeah, the journalist right. character constant. Uh, all of the journalists throughout the film, uh, including these two newscasters and and the main journalist character, constantly make fun of and insult people who have kids. This is like the Daily Wire making some point about how like journalists hate families. I think it's it, it's kind but of unclear. It's because they pay us like shit. So, so like we're all too poor to have children is so what's happening. that's that's all of the jokes now i'm gonna get to like my actual uh end thesis on this no so, but i think i think you do have a good theory there that like this is this might be set up to start like a matt walsh some kind of like cinematic oh yeah be because yeah. because we have the final shot of matt walsh actually orchestrating the whole thing uh, like, anyway right. so yeah. the actual ideology of this film is that men are better at almost anything that requires skill but but women are maybe better at like emotions and they can make babies and that's that's the one benefit to being a woman. This belief was paraphrased in the movie itself by the by the journalist character saying, quote, "Boys and girls are different, but at least girls can have babies." Ah, in in probably what's the most like extremely telling scene in in which many of the Daily Wire staff have referred to as the heart of the movie where the coach tells his daughter it's true that boys are better at all sports, as well as driving, parking, stem fields, rock and roll, and opening pickle jars, girls have one special gift that boys can never have, making babies. So, to this type of conservative, women are just emotional baby-making factories who also serve to quote-unquote civilize men. It's the only reason we have civilization. No women, no world. This is how they view women. They view women as a civilizing force thrust upon men and as a factory for reproduction. That is the only utility that the Daily Wire sees for being a woman. Now, this scene with, with Jeremy Boring and his fake daughter is immediately followed up by another very, very preachy scene in, in a way that really breaks from the movie's pacing. The coach is talking to the journalist character about his divorce and how, and how he's worried that it's really starting to affect his daughter. The journalist then goes on a very out-of-character rant about how, of course, the divorce is affecting his daughter. Quote, 70% of people in prison come from broken families. Your daughter is now twice as likely to do drugs, twice as likely to drop out of school, four times as likely to have trouble fitting in, three times as likely to end up in therapy, twice as likely to commit suicide, 50% more likely to have health problems. Do you people even freaking do a Google search before deciding to blow up the planet your kids live on? Unquote. So this is the Daily Wire taking a break from the movie to express that their belief that divorce is the root cause of societal decay. This is the other, I think, core part of the movie's ideology, how the fact that women are divorcing men is causing most of, this, of the societal problems that we're seeing in America. And then the, the which is probably the most frustrating scene where we have the we we have the first kind of lady baller player comes out to the coach is maybe feeling like they're actually trans. The coach then instructs them to ignore anyone in their life who might be loving and accepting, like their family, and instead 
Just listen to Jeremy Boring saying, quote, you're confused. I get that. We're all confused sometimes. If you need help, buddy, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to help you get it. But you need to believe me when I tell you this. You're not a woman. You're just a lost man in a lost world with shitty parents and a shitty coach who've all gone along with this lie instead of hurting your feelings and telling you the truth. The player then asks, um, um, how can the coach be so sure that they're not a woman? To which Jeremy Boring then punches the player in the genitals and walks away. He has no answer for that, right? Jeremy Boring has no answer to someone who actually says, no, I'm trans. The only answer to him is to assault them. This is, th this points at the Daily Wire's actual, like, ideological core. They want you to ignore everyone in your life who loves you and accepts you, and instead just listen to them. To briefly paraphrase a review from Rolo Tony, this organization is built around the phrase, facts don't care about your feelings, but they're telling the audience the exact opposite. To actually just ignore everyone in your life who actually loves you, ignore the facts of your actual sense of being, and instead listen to The Daily Wire and pay a $100 subscription service to The Daily Wire Plus. Th that's <laughs> the actual point of the movie. And I this... This, this film doesn't even qualify as like a parody movie because a parody comes from a place of appreciation that reifies the actual original source material. This movie is too self-invested in the Daily Wire's own microcosmetic world to actually even succeed in any, in any sense of parody. And the moral of the film is that a healthy man would never want to be a woman because women are so much genetically worse than men. But because women are worse, we should let them have their own fun. We should, we should let them have their own sports because they have no chance of ever competing with men in anything. Th this movie can't fathom why someone who was born a man would want to transition into a woman for any other reason than fame and success. Because women are so much just, like, inferior. At, at the heart of this film lies a deep hatred of women and a misogynistic core to its transphobia. Misogyny operates as the film's own justification for its transphobia, as the film spends most as, as the film spends most of its time making fun of women and women's sports, as it does the idea of trans people. There, there are no actual trans characters in the movie. The film doesn't even deal with trans issues, besides just like drag and the word non-binary being a joke. There isn't actual any jokes. It, it's all about how women suck. That's the actual point of the movie, and. For all of that, the actual, like, attempts at humor just don't work because most of the humor is just saying classically offensive things and acting like that itself is a punchline, which doesn't work as comedy because the people saying those lines also genuinely believe the offensive things they're saying. It only works as a joke if the conservative audience can imagine a liberal audience getting triggered while watching, which isn't actually humor. And the, the only other type of humor we have in the film is anti-intellectualism. Characters like Jeremy Boring's daughter saying random, like, gender theory terms, and that being plays a joke with no punchline. It, 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 none of it actually works. I mostly feel bad for all of the child actors who got duped into this and all of the extras. That's the actual end result of this film, is that The Daily Wire tricked a whole bunch of people in Nashville, including, like, very innocent kids into participating in this just very low quality piece of propaganda that just deeply hates women. And that is my actual thesis on how this movie operates and the core of the Daily Wire's own transphobia, being this misogynistic uh, center and worldview that men are superior to women. I mean, I, I will say, I think they've done a good job in they've, they've created a, a, a companion piece to Whipping Girl, where if you need to explain to someone what trans misogyny is, you just show them this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> yep. 
I think we've said enough about that was that was that was a ballers. fun hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. I never have to All talk right. about that again. Thanks for ruining my day, Garrison. All right, mm-hmm. everybody, enjoy the Daily Wire. I guess or bucket not. we ball. Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.